like out, outside of my brand, but also within my clientele. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times my clients, um, they love the experience that they have with me. And so they are my walk-in models. Right. They are my promotion. Right. I mean, my, you know, advertisement and things like that. So I've, able, I've been able to um, reach a lot of other people, even with celebrities, through my core clientele. Okay. And I think, I think the best thing is just giving the best experience you can. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talk Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is One Stop Shop for Beauty and Business. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. The Profit Blueprint registration is now open, guys. If you're a current business owner seeking assistance with making money every day or exceeding your revenue goals for your business, registration is now open for the Profit Blueprint. During this one-day training, we will learn how to set your business up for success, learn tactics to profit off your clients' pain points, and create a conversion funnel to keep your clients purchasing and sending you referrals. This training is open to the first 10 people and you can secure your spot today with a $97 deposit. Now, a true boss not only creates opportunities for herself, but creates opportunities for others as well. And today we have our special guest to talk to us about all things beauty and business but also about collaboration. Hey girl, how are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. Okay, so can you just tell us a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship and how you built a profitable business? So I actually started braiding when I was about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So I started uh, watching my mom braid me and my sister's hair and I started doing it for myself. I started doing my own hair. Um, and then next thing you know, I was doing all the neighborhood kids here. Yes. So one day my mom was like, are you charging these folks? And I was like, no. And so that's when I basically started my business. Um, I had clientele since I was like in middle school. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I just stuck with it throughout high school, college, and, and now. And I've only had uh, one other job, which was at Burger King when I was in high school. So entrepreneurship chose me and I right. just been with it and I actually wanted to dance when I first thought about like what I wanted to do in life but um, the way that everything transpired like I'm glad I'm in the beauty industry because I get to touch you know different people right. um, the interaction I have with my clients right. it's like you know a good feeling yeah it's undescribable sometimes the certain conversations we have and we're pouring into each other right. and really you know supporting each other yeah I love that and it's so crazy that you mentioned that because I always well not always but majority of um, the guests we've had either in the beauty industry or mm -hmm. they're service-based and they deal with a lot of interactions with, between clients and I love that you mentioned like you know 
your clients can come to you, which obviously you have created that ambiance for mm-hmm. them to feel welcome, to feel like they can trust you. Right. So that's super amazing. Like, what inspired you about the beauty industry? Um, just the creativity, um, just being able to be unique, right. um, being able to express yourself through right. your makeup, hair, nails, you know, everything that basically represents you. Um, somebody can look at you and get a vibe. Right. Um, and, you know, see what you're about. Right. So this podcast, um, I love, like, you know, to have transparent conversations because as we both know, entrepreneurship is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. don't promote it unless, you know, I really know that you're strong mentally, that you know that you've endured some type of struggle and that you know what it is to overcome because entrepreneurship is up and down like yeah. it's not just cute instagram pictures and you know i feel like the benefits of us being able to have nice things and mm-hmm. drive nice things is sacrifice right so like what is one struggle that you had to overcome whether it's within your business um or personally that has drove your business to be successful um i would say something that i identified that i struggled with was actually expressing myself vocally it's like I was always able to have um, you know one-on-one conversations with people but just to actually be open and be you know more expressive with my thoughts and everything so I I felt that I had that struggle um, once I had a situation where I was um, doing a rolling out interview okay and um, basically they were asking me questions that I really didn't think about and I I was basically kind of new to branding and gotcha. interviewing and this was like a couple maybe like five years ago so I was very new to all of that and so as I'm being interviewed it was a camera there so I'm like I just basically like kind of froze up and really? yeah it was like in the moment I was like thinking to right. myself while I was talking so it was like okay I never had been through that so like after that I was like you know what this is something that I want to work on. Right. Um, this is something that I have to work on because I'm, you know, have to put myself out there and be vocal. Right. So the different ways that I overcame that was praying about it, being more intentional. Um, I wanted to express myself because I felt like it was more in me right. to, then, you know, express. Mm-hmm. And I had a story. I had a message. Um, and then that was when I started defining them. And then um, different key ideas started coming to play like what my brand is really about like uplifting women and being you know positive and all of these things start really you know coming to me and um even with my classes i've been able to you know be vocal and that strengthened my vocal you know points and stuff like that so that's definitely something that i've overcame um but i'm also still overcoming it right so are you more like an introvert then you would consider yourself an extrovert? From my understanding, an extrovert is more so somebody that, like, excels around other people. And I am like that. But I can also be to myself, but I'd rather be around people. I vibe off of people. People, yeah. Because if I'm by myself, I'm thinking too much. Right, and I think because people have gotten so, like, 
one definition like mm-hmm. to what an introvert and extrovert is because people meet me and they're like, oh, you're an extrovert. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm really introverted. Right. Like, if I did not have to do what I do every day, which is talk to people, mm-hmm. um, I would be okay with right. being by myself, you know, and I'm the only child, so that plays mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. factor, but... I can be alone, you know, I don't have to do too much. I can go places by myself. So mm-hmm. I have both because I've had to learn how to be an extrovert. That's However, true. you know, that's why I ask because people probably will be like, well, she's timid, you know, so maybe she's introverted. And it's mm-hmm. like they'll look at me and automatically assume I'm extroverted because mm-hmm. I'm loud and I'm vocal and, you know, um, I have that presence. But it's like I'm really the opposite. So yeah, a lot that's of people, amazing. A lot of people be surprised when I tell them that story because I've been telling them I've been like expressing that to my clients right. and they're like what <laughs> like you shy and I'm like sometimes I am yeah you know and that's um that's perfectly fine like because they both work well I think mm-hmm. if you have a little bit of both right it's a great um duo <laughs> to have mm-hmm. um because you know at least you know that you can speak when it's needed to and then you know how to go on about that right day. right um so, but how long have you been in business and how were you, like, able to market, like, successfully market your business? So, I've, I've been in business. Pretty much, I officially started my business when I graduated college. And um, I was able to start my business just um, naturally wanting to put myself out there. Like, even when I was in college, I was making my own flyers. I was really, you know, promoting before, you know, promoting was a thing. Yeah. Um. And so my thing was basically show and tell. Right. You know, show what I can do um, and let my work speak for itself. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love it because I love to hear, like, different conversations and people's journeys because Mm -hmm. they're all unique and they're all different. So um, you mentioned you love to create opportunities for not only yourself but others as, as well. Can you elaborate a little bit more on this? And why do you feel like it's such an important factor to your business? Yes. Um, so the way that I provide opportunities for other people is through my Braid Like a Boss Academy class. I love that. And um, even that was something that I was like kind of overthinking because I'm like, this is something as far as braiding, this is something right. that I never even explained to myself. I'm self-taught. So really? I didn't have to explain. Nobody explained it step by step to mm-hmm. me. So I'm like, how am I going to do that for other people? people but I want to help people learn. And this was when um, I, I believe like I was one of the first like braid classes, like at least like in Atlanta. So I didn't have something to go off of. So I was like, it's gonna sound like Chinese to people. Like, what am I gonna say? Um, but I was like, naturally, I was able to help people that had been trying over and over, trying to learn how to braid. And within the two hours that I have my classes, they learned. And so the way that I feel that they learned was me um, just really taking the time to um, customize how I was teaching them. So I basically demonstrate and then I go around to each person and I make sure yeah, I take them to the level that they want to be at. And so it's a lot of opportunities within that class because even after the class, I basically offer them mentorship and be able to um, yeah, help them, you know, on the business side because you got the craft, but you also have the business side or just 
learning, really getting encouraged on like how to put yourself out there and things like that, that attest to the whole package of being an entrepreneur and yeah. aspiring those opportunities. And I want to talk about that a little bit more because you mentioned something so key um, and foundational because people have the craft, but they don't have the business aspect of it. What have you seen that a lot of entrepreneurs are doing wrong when it comes to business? Like, um, I know you mentioned like, you know, they do have the craft, but maybe they don't know how to market themselves. Maybe they don't know how to put themselves out there. What is one thing that you know that you've encountered um, that people struggle with or they're doing wrong and how can they change that? I think um I think people just overthink just how to start. Okay. And um, you know, sometimes you have to think about you wanna be creative but at the same time you don't wanna reinvent the wheel. Right. Like just think about, you know, what somebody else did to be successful in that area and then take that as a foundation and build on top of that so that you at least get started because a lot of people are procrastinating on you know the step one step two step three Mm -hmm. so long as you get started and um you know start with after that you know just be yourself and um you know carry it on after that yeah yeah i love it because like I said, I, I wanted to talk about that a little bit more because I've noticed that, like, people have the framework. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. They know their material. They're great stylists. They're great, you know, braiders, like you said. So they've mastered that part. However, it's like when you get to the business side, you start talking about customer service and marketing <sighs> and a lot of that stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. you have great business. Like, people would love to support you. But they can't get through the door because, you know, you have all these rules. Don't be oh, me. God. Don't text me. Don't tell do me this. about it. Don't don't do this. If you do this, I'm gonna do this. It's, and it's so hard. And yeah. I get that. Yeah. We have to have restrictions mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs because you know people do take our time and they think it's theirs. Right. They're like, I'm paying you for a service. In all actuality, you know, you're paying for something that you obviously feel you need. Yeah. However, which, of course, is considered as boundaries. However, I think as a business, when you have too many boundaries, um, it hinders people off. your business mm-hmm. and people don't want to deal with you. Because I've even experienced where it's like, you know, and I know that was a meme at one time, like, Text me your name, your number, your social security number. You know, it was so mm-hmm. much to do just to get a hair, yeah, get a hair appointment. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry. Sometimes we have to get used to how the real world is working. Like mm-hmm. everything is fast, everything is quick. Like people need to know yes or no. They need to know now or then. Like, yeah. and like I said, as entrepreneurs, we have to learn how to bend a little yeah. to build that influence right. around our businesses. Because ultimately, like you know, when we restrict ourselves, nobody has time to wait forty eight hours to get a response. You know, to something. Mm-hmm. And even for me, like I have to be mindful mm-hmm. of my response time mm-hmm. to emails. You know? Yeah, me too. I have to look at the emails sometimes and be like, okay, I opened it. Mm-hmm. Don't unread it. <laughs> like, right. So I definitely love that. So how were you able to build influence like around your brand? Um, just connecting with people, um, especially even like out, outside of my brand, but also within my clientele. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times my clients, um, they love the experience that they have with me. And so 
they are my walk-in models. Right. They are my promotion. Right. I mean, my, you know, advertisement and things like that. So I've, able, I've been able to um, reach a lot of other people, even with celebrities, through my core clientele. Okay. And I think I think the best thing is just giving the best experience you can so that, you know, you know, you can have that power of word of mouth. But also, definitely social media has um, excelled in my brand. Okay. Um, just putting quality, you know, photos out, videos, and just thinking outside the box right. of what, you know, I wanted my brand to represent, which was uplifting women and, you know, really enhancing their beauty instead right. of changing it. Yeah. I love it. So, um, like, what are one or two strategies you can give someone to help market their business and define their unique offerings? Would it be to focus on one thing or, like, what advice could you give them? I think, um, I think to have a niche but also have other things that you can um, offer as well. So, with me being a one-stop, one-stop shop, um, I don't do all of those things, of course, at on the same client or at the same time or even the same day. But clients like to for things to be convenient. So when I think about that, I'm like, I can do you know wigs, I can do the braids, I can specialize in something, but also have other services that my clients don't have to go here and there for. Gotcha. And okay. and it you know brings you know more. Clients yep. to your shop. Mm-hmm. They, and, they need their hair done this week. Yeah. Your lashes, lashes look good, by the way. Who did? Thank you. <laughs> it's girl named Key. <laughs> yeah. Is she in your shop? No, she's off of um. She's around like in like near Edgewood. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Your lashes look good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely we pass on questions from my listeners to of course our guests. So one of the questions from our listeners was, "I'm struggling with niching my services and offerings. What would you su- suggest I work? I focus on first. I'm assuming she's in the beauty industry. <laughs> I will focus on what you're good at. Okay. Um, Focus on what you're good at. Focus on what you can um, really put out there and put it out far enough to where um, you can be not like an expert, but just really be known for that. Right. Focus on that and think about um, the different ways you can market and entertain, but also educate your audience. Right. Yeah, I think, yeah. You hit it now. <laughs> I have nothing to say. So, and then to, um, I have a question mm-hmm. because we know, especially in the beauty industry, and of course, a lot of other people um, in various industries, but specifically since you're in the beauty industry, when is the appropriate time, especially for those who are trying to build influence? Um, what we know is sweat equity. You're doing it for free. How do you define? the lines between when is an opportunity, a lucrative opportunity to gain exposure to build your business and it's okay to do it for free and when you should um, charge. Because I know a lot of people struggle with that when it's like, you know, if it's a celebrity or maybe not even a celebrity, just somebody who has influence or mm-hmm. a following um, and they're penny pinching. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, I do your hair for free for exchange for this. When do you feel like is the appropriate time to say, okay, this is a good opportunity. Don't charge for it, and you should start charging. 
I think if you see somebody that it can be like an even exchange thing, y'all can do that. And it's like just upon like the communication, like if it's like planned out. Right. And I think um, it should be your choice. So a lot of times people will be like, since they know you, they want a discount. Or right. if they, you know, just did a favor one time, they feel like you got to keep discounting them. That's when I feel like you sh you can be restrained about it. Right. But if it's like something that you feel like, okay, I'm in a slow season, I need to, you know, get the clientele or I need to get this exposure, then, you know, that's okay. Or if you just feel like that person, y'all could benefit from each other right. and not just one way. Right, right. So, where is your business located at? I actually work from home. Yes. <laughs> it's so I convenient. Yeah. I was going to say, it's convenient, number one. Mm -hmm. You don't have overhead. Right. And number three, it's saving you a lot of time. Yeah. And money. So, it's like, I love it. I always. I always tell people you don't need a brick and mortar. Like mm -mm. you really don't to make money. Um, all it does is increase your expenses. Mm -hmm. How long have you been like doing it? Do you have plans to want a salon, or are you kind of like I'm good? I do plan on having a salon. Um, it's crazy. I thought I would be planning for a salon like right out of college, mm -hmm. but I think it's just a, a big responsibility. And then I feel like um, it's some other things that I want to do to build on what okay. I'm already doing before I do that. And um, also it's just wherever, whenever my clients are comfortable, I'm comfortable. Right. And they actually like the house, um, the ambiance, what you were saying earlier, like, or the home, I should say, right. um, better sometimes more than a salon because sometimes it's a lot of things going on in the salon. Yeah. And in, a, in my home, I'm able to define or like create that environment yeah. that I know it's comfortable for them. Yeah. So you get to like personalize the mm -hmm. experiences. Yep. I love it. I love it. So are there any opportunities for mentorship for those who are interested in starting their own beauty brand or classes that you have coming up? So right now um, I'm doing private lessons. Um, I usually have Break Like a Boss Academy um, okay. once a month. Those will start back. Um, 2020 okay. and right now I'm doing private lessons which um, they can contact me for and we can just basically set it up like a kind of like a hair appointment yes. it's just to set the time so it's not a lot of things you have to do to you know get it set up right right so um, I mean we're close to the end so are there any like last words of advice you have if not how can they find you and support you um, for advice I would say to Focus on your personal development and your self-improving um, activities and liberation before, or like just prioritize that, prioritize God before um, your business. Because if you're all over the place, if you're, yeah. you know, not focusing on being the best version of yourself yeah. first, um, it'll be, you know, detrimental to your business. So, right. but it can also be advancement for your business if you're able to you know develop yourself personally first before right. the business right. um, and then they can find me at um, easy beautified the letter E the letter Z beautified on IG um, and Facebook I love it I love it and I mean I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of today's podcast thank you um, I feel like you gave a lot of gems 
a lot of information and the fact that a lot of people understand your journey as an entrepreneur. So again, listeners, remember to subscribe to www.intentionallyposh.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please, please pass it along. The more people you send this way, it helps build our community and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. I love hearing from you. My team loves hearing from you and it grows us as a brand. As always, have a high vibe, intentional week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.